Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 299 of Explode Your Expert Business Show brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today's episode 299, Create and Launch Your Online Program in Four Steps with Kylie Mintz. This episode cannot be more timely, <laughs> because right now, if you don't have an online program, I don't know what are you doing. Of course, you can sell your one-to-one. Of course, you can uh, work on your, um, do you want to on your online presentations, but is always better to have an online program in particular right now in this uh, particular economy. And this is an asset that you will have for your business. Um, at GTEx, we have, I think, have built uh, more than 43 different online programs by now. Um, and uh, I lost count. I really lost count. I think last time I counted, it was 43. But uh, it has been a huge asset for our business, uh, not only for sales made, but also for bundles that we could create, for bonuses that we could give away with our programs. So make sure you create one. And uh, for those of you that don't know Kylie, uh, she's a cash flow queen, a speaker and online business growth strategist with over 10 years of experience in sales and marketing. And she empowers experts to create a bigger impact through building their online income streams, working with service-based professionals and entrepreneurs who want to grow their existing business, as well as millionaires who want to launch new income streams online. With the ability to create successful 10,000, 35,000, and even 67,000 um, uh, pound launches, getting their return on investment fast. Kali's passionate about working less and earning more so herself and their clients can have more freedom of choice to travel, be with family, and live a life to the fullest. In fact, in this episode, we talk about uh, that uh, how you can create an online business in a simple way. It doesn't have to be complicated. The four steps to create your online program and the one big mistake to avoid. So stay tuned until the end because this episode is full of gold. There are also the links to connect with Kylie on a different website, on her website, which is kyliemens.com. So it's kyliemens.com and all her social media um, and all the social media details. Now, um, for those of you, before we get started, if you haven't gotten yet the Ultimate Publicity Bundle, what are you waiting for? Because uh, getting known in your field is crucial if you want to sell you know, the online courses that you're going to create or any other product or service. You know, if no one knows you, then you're always going to struggle to find clients and as well to always charge higher prices. And one of the best ways to raise your profile and credibility is to get featured on publications. This is why my team and I have spent an entire month and more than $2,000 consolidating four years of data on global publications that are looking for contributors. We have created the Ultimate Publicity Bundle, where you will get access to a curated database of more than 500 media publications that are looking for experts, more than 200 podcasts looking for guests, my templates on how to connect with those journalists, and my follow-up framework to maximize every single opportunity that you have. And that's all for $29.99. So $29.99. That's just for a limited period of time, so get it right now and then thank me later. <laughs> 
So that's all for me. Uh, goes without saying, if you enjoy the episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any other episode. And if you like it as well, leave us a review. Now it's time to get started with episode 299, create and launch your online program in four steps with Kylie Metz. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And today I'm here with Kylie Menz. How are you doing, Kylie? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am incredibly well. It has been a while we wanted to arrange this interview and finally, finally <laughs> happened. Finally, we made it. Um, we're going to talk about creating online courses and we're going to talk about what you do if you are starting out or if you're a bit more advanced as well, there are going to be some advanced strategies that we're going to share during the course of this interview. Now, before we get started, can you just spend a couple of minutes uh, to give us a bit more background on like, why did you end up like becoming passionate or working in this field about helping other people creating their courses? Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I left the, the corporate, I guess the corporate rat race world, as they say. <laughs> um, I was an estate agent for over seven years. So I built a bricks and mortar business doing um, corporate sales. Um, and then I went into headhunting and recruitment for two years just because I didn't want to work weekends. I was so done with working weekends. Um, and my big turning point to my entrepreneurial journey was um, my boss come in at that recruitment company bragging about having his travel card um, because he was retirement age and still loving coming into work. And I was like, I don't want to be you in 10 years time or whatever it was. Um, and so I just went, that's enough. I've had enough. And, but of course at the time I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I kind of, um, didn't want to do sales. I was so overselling and overdoing sales. I didn't want to become a sales coach or anything like that. Um, and I went to the uh, national achievers Congress was my big turning point. Because um, I got there and went, wow, there's so much going on out there that I didn't even know about. Yeah. Um, and that's what got me into the little online world of the internet. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. You can leverage and sell things. Um, and I started affiliate marketing. That's how I got selling. So I started affiliate marketing first, selling other people's products and programs online. Yeah. Um, got around some big internet marketers like the Frankens, the Shakirs, all those sorts of guys that have been internet marketing for a long time and um, learnt those internet marketing skills, but I didn't necessarily gel with that type of the industry. It was a little bit get rich quickie for me. Um, and so I kind of then started to look at how I could combine my business skills with my internet marketing skills. Um, and what I realized was I'm really darn good at pulling knowledge out of people's heads and packaging it into programs. And that's how I got started doing what I do. Wow. And uh, I, th I think I remember, uh, actually, I remember I've been to a, f a couple of the National um, Achiever uh, Conferences and uh, it's mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing because it just gave, a, I remember the first time I attended one, uh, it was, that's giving me a sense of possibility. Yes. Of, uh, uh, that gave me something to look forward to. And like yourself, I didn't, I don't relate with a big part of our industry that we're in or like the part of the get rich quick or sell, mm -hmm. sell it anything like seeing people as, <laughs> as like a, what's the, the best way can make, take money out of them, yeah. um, which is unfortunately a side that happens in this industry, but happens in any other industries, not just in our industry no, or other situations. Uh, and the, uh, resonate more with uh, the, the service and the supporting <laughs> and uh, being there for our audiences and our people. Uh, 
And you are not, uh, you don't have a, a UK accent. You don't have a, clearly a British accent, neither an Italian accent. Um, <laughs> so, when did you... So, you you're from, <laughs> so you're from Australia, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, so I come over. Oh, I've actually stopped counting because I only come over for six months and now I've been here 18 years, 18, 19. I think I've kind of stopped counting now. But yeah, that was when I found my passion for travel um, was when I come overseas. I was like, yeah, there's a whole world out here and um, let me explore. So and now I've been to, what, 45 different places since I've traveled. I know you love traveling. Yeah. Like, what, what made you move to the UK in the first place? Like, um, what was I could. The... <laughs> <laughs> was, it's as simple as I could. I was very lucky because my mum was English. So she was born here. She went out when she was four to Australia. Right. Because um, they went out with the Air Force. And my granddad transferred out with the Royal Air Force. Um, and I know I wasn't a convict. <laughs> yeah. Too much, much people sorry, get told that all the time. Um, and so um, I was lucky I could, I got a passport. And of course, so what I originally wanted to use the UK for was a base for traveling. Because obviously yeah. then it was a base, it was easier, it was normally cheaper to travel from here than it was to um, from Australia where you've always got uh, at least a 20 hour flight. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that's, um, you know, I think that there is a, beauty there's a lot of beauty in traveling uh you, you become a much richer person i 100 percent believe inside that. I, I love traveling by myself too which is a bit weird for women not a lot of women like to travel by themselves but i find it broadens my horizons more i meet new people you don't get kind of stuck talking to because you, you naturally cling to the people you're with yeah, when you're traveling because yeah. i travel a lot by myself you just have to deal with stuff so you have to um, meet new people you have to have conversations I I, yeah. I I can i can relate to that i was absolutely doing the same yeah. and um you're right though it's, it's like generally you find more men that will travel on their own for obvious reason yeah you have to be uh, careful you gotta be careful <laughs> You still have to use common sense. There's a lot of my friends that, <laughs> travel that don't use common sense. But yeah. yeah, you just have to be a bit more aware. And there's certain times you join groups. There's certain times you, you make sure that you kind of, people know where you are and things like that. That's, yeah, you have to right. be a little bit careful. So let's, uh, let's look at the launch strategies. Let's look at creating, uh, creating and launching uh, mm-hmm. an online program. If someone is starting out yeah. uh, and uh, they have an idea, they want mm-hmm. to launch a course, but they don't really know where to start. What are the things that they need to consider to get that started? Yeah, so um, obviously I, I take them through normally, like I said, I've got a four-step process I take them through. And the first thing is obviously doing your homework first, and that's the planning stage, because what I find is people don't. Um, they sometimes create what they want, and then they don't consider actually what people need. Um, so again, it's always starting with the foundations and getting your foundations right first. Um, so definitely understanding what your gift is and what, what you actually want to teach. So I always say, find yeah. your one thing. Um, that for me is the most important thing is not to overcomplicate it and choose the thing that you love the most. Um, and there's a couple of cool methods I use to do that. Um, one is obviously what are you passionate about? What do you love doing? What do you know loads about? And then what will people pay for? And then it's like mm-hmm. I said, you know, you find the sweet spot in between and at least you've got a good starting point that, um, cause I hear a lot of people that love something, want to do it, but then no one will pay for it. So you've got yeah. to have all three to, to make something work. So that's one quick method of starting to think about like what you can do with an idea. Yeah. How you can formulate it. 
Uh, absolutely. I think uh, you can definitely, uh, th there is one question I want to ask you in particular when talking about the, um, uh, that you can pay for, because uh, mm -hmm. there are a lot of people in our industry that will talk about, oh, follow your passion, follow your passion, follow your passion. <laughs> but you know, if I'm passionate about something that people don't want to pay for, it doesn't solve like a problem where people will want to pay for some, some good money for it. Yeah. And it's like, you have, a, you have a passion project, you don't have a business. Uh, did you ever find people that you were working with where you had to steer them away from either an idea to find something that they were passionate about and they can actually make them money? Yeah, totally. It's, it's probably the one thing I dig into the most first because, um, you know, I, I had a girl the other day, exactly that, coaching her a couple of weeks ago. She had a fabulous idea. Um, she's really passionate about it. But the audience, I said, you're going to cap yourself probably at a couple of hundred quid mark. Simple as that. There was no way the audience would pay more than that for it. Um, so you either have to adjust, like you said, is there a target audience for it? Yeah. Um, and if so, you have to understand who that is and hone into it. Or you have to tweak your idea slightly towards a market that you know that can actually actually pay for it. So, Yeah. That's a very good things. point. That's a very good point. Sometimes you can still do the things that you're passionate about, mm -hmm. but you've got to change market to find actually a market that have the money to pay for that very thing. <laughs> yeah. And you do. And it's, it's one of the big things you hear a lot because I work with quite a few therapists and, and people like that as well. And they're like, oh, you know, they, they don't like charging. You know what they like? They hate charging for their mm -hmm. services. Um, but again, like when you show them some extremes, like even I still get blown away by some people how well they do this. So um, I saw an example of a girl the other day that was a relationship coach. Um, and I said to a few people, oh, what's the maximum you think a relationship coach could charge? Yeah. Um, you know, and people are like, oh, maybe up to 10, 20, you know, sort of K sort of thing. And she was charging 75000 for her program. Um, and even when I see things like that, I'm like, whoa, I thought I was thinking big. Um, but she had just honed her market so well. It was absolutely beautiful. You know, she knew who yeah. she served. She took a top level of CEO. Now, obviously, it costs them more to get divorced than it does to get, you know, to go through anything. Mm -hmm. um, and she just honed in on her target market and realized she only needed one or two people for the year. That was that was hitting her goals. And that's it. And mm. that's it. Uh, yeah. that's a that's a great point so we are looking at first uh, first part mm -hmm. is about planning yeah totally what, what's next what's the second step the second part is then packaging so that's obviously um working out how you want to deliver your knowledge to the world as well um so i hate all this one size fits all type scenario that's out there uh it's working out a package that works for you how you can actually really get your content across in the best way that you love doing Mm -hmm. um, but then also looking at obviously the scalable element is can you then scale it in any way um, yeah. so that you can move forward in your business? Because um, so many of us create jobs for ourselves. <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> Tell us a bit more about your experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as you know, I love doing, um, I obviously, like you said, I love launching and I love launching programs. Um, but I very much got into that horrible pattern, which so many entrepreneurs get into. Um, and that was, I was literally getting a really big client, working with them deeply, and then coming out the other end, A, with either no next client, or B, just the fact that I was only working with that one person, and there was no way that I could scale that service. 
Yeah. Um, and as matter as much as I love doing them, it's actually was restricting my business growth. Um, and I kind of had to um, slightly suck eggs and do what I teach my clients to do, <laughs> who have done very successful with what I teach them, um, and do it for myself, which was quite funny because it took me two years to do my own. So yes, I, from from your experience, <laughs> from your experience, uh, yes. why? I mean, <clears throat> you can talk about yourself, but <clears throat> I know you work with a lot of people that have yeah. uh, that are in that same situation. <clears throat> I got I, I, the, the the light decided. To to, to yeah, disappear, just right? It just flicked. It Lightning. just flicked. So <laughs> this interview is so powerful that oh, our, yeah. my lighting system then decided to to pop. Uh, so having said that, and light yeah. light aside, yes. uh, uh, why do you think uh, there are a lot of people that either like yourself uh, um, mm -hmm. that get stuck in that pattern? Yeah. They know they have to break away, but they are still there. Like what was what's going yeah on? i think um i think mindset's obviously got to be the first one um it's total belief that that either you can do it yourself or that also it's going to add value to clients because i guess i had a bit of a way where um for me obviously what i was doing was the it's the done with you type services and i thought that was the most valuable thing that i was doing um so again it's like people get nervous about taking their one-on-one -on -one contact and how can they do it in a leverage way but still get their clients great results um, and I think that's one of the big nervousness I see people coming up when they're sort of starting to think about how can they scale is losing that kind of one-on-one -on -one kind of contact. Yeah. Um, but mindset is the other one is totally around belief is can you charge what you want to charge? Can you still deliver an amazing program? Will clients buy from you? Um, so I think definitely getting over your own mindset blocks around um, scaling and, and things like that that you need to do. I mean, you managed to make it work. Yeah. So what uh, was uh, the turning point for you to yeah. actually make peace with the fact that yes you can charge what you want to charge even in a group program my mm -hmm. clients are still going to have an incredible service and getting great results like what was the turning point that gave you that that belief you could do that doing it um it's doing it. <laughs> it is it's doing it and i say this to my clients all the time the best yeah. way you develop a great program is to launch it and then run it <laughs> um so it does because it just it reinforces it and like our clients i remember kate telling me after she launched hers and spent five weeks with her clients she was like i've loved this more than i ever thought i would um so it is definitely doing it implementing it so um yeah take my own advice <laughs> i was like yay um and then i realized i could actually do it but you then you might have some small adjustments so one of the things I had to do was I realized when I work one-on-one -on -one with clients, I can do a launch in six weeks and effective and a really good launch. But when I was working a group format, what I found is because I wasn't necessarily the one pushing and controlling it as much, I had to give them just a little bit more time and space. So they yeah. still got there, but they normally needed that extra couple of weeks. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. See how I told you I keep losing my voice? Extra couple of weeks so that then they get the same results. Um, yeah. So, and that's where you can adjust your program to work with your clients. It's, it's fascinating how this dynamic plays uh, plays out at different levels as well, because uh, I've been running leverage program for and group programs seven years, mm -hmm. I think. So we actually, I launched a group program almost at the same time as one-to-one -one program. So I didn't have that doubt would it work. Mm -hmm. um, 
what happened though, when I started working with a different categories of clients that I wasn't comfortable with, or that was work that I was predominantly doing one-to-one, then I find challenges to actually say, can I do this type of work? I can do others, but I can I do this type of work in a group program. And when we launch our, and it took me one year and a half to launch our influencer program, mm-hmm. which is for six and seven figure business owners. It's in a group format. Normally I would just work one-to-one and then our team would work in the other group programs or other one-to-one sessions, but I just couldn't. In my mind, I was stuck with the fact and the fear of, will I be able to serve them in the best way? Yeah, yeah. And so it's something is interesting how that continues plays, playing at different levels. Even if it's your first program you're launching, or maybe you're launching a program that is new doing something that you've been doing one-to-one, there is still the same kind of doubt. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that doubt ever goes away. You know, I think that's all part of the entrepreneurial Until journey, you do it. <laughs> doubts and different beliefs, exactly, until you actually do it. Um, you know, and there's obviously ways, like, I mean, you know, obviously I, I like to do, like, a softer beta launch first because I always yeah. think that gets them over the mindset of, you know, starting to work with a few clients, you get Absolutely. comfortable with delivering the content, um, you know, and then you can start to obviously then scale it. So, um, you know, there's ways of softly introducing that too in relation to what you do, but you're always going to come up against blocks because it's always your own things you're putting out there. It's very vulnerable. It's like, can I do it? And um, I don't think that ever stops as an entrepreneur, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> it's like my book <laughs> that's still sitting there. <laughs> you know, I've got a massive block about releasing my book. It's crazy. And it's just, it is that sort of fear. It's like, well, you know, is it going to be good enough? Is it enough? It's like, I think we all go through And then you do it things. and then you realize, oh, actually people are enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I set myself a goal at the end of this month after lockdown. I said, that's it. It's got to come out. Yeah. So let's go to point number three. So we are yeah. planning. We productize and packaging the third one and then the third one's obviously promoting so it's obviously starting to get out there and promote it um again i don't create content beforehand i always promote first to make sure it sells um very much like sell first get paid to create is always a a good model to have um Mm -hmm. which i'm sure i know you do as well (laughs) absolutely all the time i never create something which is not being paid for no no, never. I've seen people many times spend hours and hours and hours creating amazing content and then it never sell and not get used. So yeah, always promote it first. Um, and then it also gives you the incentive to create it because then you have a deadline, <laughs> which most people operate better when they have a deadline. So if you're procrastinating on an idea, it's another way to obviously do it. Like isn't it? Now, now you are forced to yeah. sell that, like to deliver that thing. I have <laughs> sold it. You got people waiting for it. Yeah. It's almost like, like it's real. <laughs> if you had a hundred people buying your book now, yes. I guarantee that end of next week is yeah, going to be out. <laughs> Thanks, Rene. You're welcome. <laughs> You're right. You know, it's true. It's funny. I haven't applied it to that one, <laughs> but it is true. It's like, yeah, when you, yeah, like you said, most people won't let other people down. And like you said, if you've got, especially not if you've got buyers, you're going to actually get out there and do it. And it forces you to have to do it. So um, it is the best way again to to get out there and start promoting it definitely so we have point number three promotion and point number yep. four and then that's profiting so that's the kind of last leverage of once you've got it out there once you've created it once you've tested it then it's about how do you then create real profits from it 
and that starts looking at things like scaling systems, JV partners, things like that. So how can you then start to leverage it? Yes. <laughs> the light came back. <laughs> the I'm light like, came back. Let's keep going. Our, our light is... things for profits, Simone. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking like the light is, is listening right now and maybe it didn't like too much the packaging part, yeah. but it really liked the profiting one. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it came back. <laughs> Love that. Oh, so good. <laughs> so if someone has been, uh, so the fourth one is profiting. If someone yeah. has been around for a while mm -hmm. and uh, they want to either launch a new program or yeah. repurpose an existing one, what are some of the ways in which they can optimize it or they can, um, you know, tweak what they've already done if it's not their first time? Yeah, so I think that definitely then, um, you know, bringing in definitely affiliates and JV partners can really obviously, you know, really just increase and leverage a launch. Um, and especially if you've already got a track record. So obviously, like you said, if you've already sold it, you've already got credibility, you've got client results, um, it's much easier then to bring people on board to go, hey, would you promote this? Um, and then you can spend time creating, obviously, promotion packages and, and plans with those sorts of people. Um, you know, Marie Folio is still always my favorite with that. I think she's still I the best one that's her. ever done it. She's successful at it time and time again. Um, I think if anyone's been out there at the moment, they would know Stu McLaren's another one. Obviously, the tribe yeah. is another big one. I think one she made like a six, was that six million in his last launch yeah. in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that ain't bad. That ain't well, bad. That's where, as you said, once it's created and tested and you've got track record, it's very easy to then to say to someone, look, I can sell this. And hey, by the way, do you want 50% of it or whatever percentage? Mm -hmm. um, you then have that scalability. And one of my clients is actually doing that at the moment with someone else, unfortunately. <laughs> but hey, hey, that's life. Um, but, you know, they've got a track record now. They did 200K with their program last year. And now they're leveraging that program out to someone else, into someone else's bigger. They've got a big list and a big playing field. Um, yeah. And that's where you can then really start to, to, to reap the profits, definitely. I've been doing, I've been doing that uh, for a long time in, in the event space. Because yes, you can yeah. do it in the online space yes. and the event space as well. Yeah. And what people have found that are interested in when you are line, lining up joint ventures on partnership, mm -hmm. what they're interested in and what you've got to demonstrate is uh, can you sell? You, yes. you, did, you said a great thing. You demonstrate you can sell. What are your conversions? What are the, if, if I get you on my stage, how much money are you going to make me? Exactly. And yeah. how well are you going to treat my audience? That's because it. at the end of the day, it's the reputation that goes on the line. It's not just about the money. It's also about... No, because it's like I said, especially a lot of people, they won't necessarily do many promotions to their own audience. There'll be a very select few that they'll promote. So, and yeah, you've done that exceptionally well in the event industry. That's how you've got to to where you are as a uh, it was all it yeah. was all promotions mm -hmm. it was all promotion but i remember yeah. the biggest question that people were asking me is uh, um can you sell yeah if i put you on the stage what's your average conversion yeah and uh, show me the program give me the case studies and then it was building the relationship with them as well, uh, which is another part. I want to tap again a bit more on the profiting side. Um, if someone wants, uh, what are some of the ways in which you can leverage a, a program in the best way? So you mentioned JV. What else can we do? 
Um, what else can you do? Obviously, your own promotion, so hence the reason I'm with Smoney, <laughs> um, is pr pr promoting yourself. So this is where also you need to really start to build your profile. Um, so if you haven't joined Profile Builder, I'm going to give you a plug there, Simone. Um, you Thank know, start you. Start to think about that. But yeah, but it's true because it's the next stage is obviously then is um, how big is your profile as well? Like what can you do to actually build your profile um continue list building and growth building around what you do um as you know i'm launching my podcast you've had your podcast for for was it four or five years now uh, four years. yeah four, four years. years so you know things like that where you're building your own credibility and growth is obviously really important in the profit stage as well it's like what are you doing to actually expand yeah. your own brand and profile um, um with credibility definitely um and then i think with the actual program itself it's like you said, you know that I like to keep it super simple. Um, I don't like to overcomplicate it. <clears throat> so say someone like Steph, you know, they did 200K with one program. So, um, you know, I don't like to complicate things. And you look at Marie Folio, how many millions does she do? She has one program. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So again, uh. do not complicate it. It doesn't have to be complicated. It has to be good. Um, but then ideally, like you said, you want to have one or two levels of support around it. So is there another level or a layer of support you mm. could potentially provide around the same level of content? Um, so that's when they'll look for a different layer. So you might have another income stream that you could create there as well. So it's looking at different income streams around the same level of content. I really like what you said uh, about two things. One is uh, the, uh, the simplicity. What happens that some people, what a lot of people will do, they will create a program and then they launch it the first time and they're looking, okay, let me create something new. Let me create something oh, yeah. new. Let me create something new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but hang on, I only got five sales money. I'm gone now. That's it. Okay, that doesn't work. It's like, yeah. Um, I've seen that. I've had clients do that where, you know, they, 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 they don't necessarily believe a 10K launch is a good launch. And they're like, really? Like, you've just done this. You've just tested it. Now, let's now really develop it. So, again, um, and you know this, you see this with people with Facebook ads. Oh, I've run one ad, it doesn't work, so it can't possibly work. <laughs> so, developing your program is the key, is making yeah. it better. Um, you know, I was talking to someone the other day that's got a great program, and I, they were talking about ways to improve it. Um, and like I said at the moment, you know, people are really looking for an experience. They're looking for the, the personal touch. So we were brainstorming ways to kind of add that into their program to create a much more rounded, you know, kind of personally create a real experience around the content rather than just here's the training sort of scenario. So again, yeah. it's always thinking about how can you improve it? How can you develop it? There's always another reviewing it. Yeah. And that's, that's what a, Marie does well. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. It's not about stopping the first time, not the second time, but how can you make it better every single time? Mm -hmm. um, because you will have people in your audience that will not join the first time, will not join the second time, but they want to, and they're just checking you out. And there will be a time where they will say, okay, yes, I'm in. Yeah. And, but they've seen you now launch a program for five or six times or they've been following you for six, seven years before they will make that step. And uh, if you change all the time, the message that the message that you're sending is, uh, I, I'm I'm volatile. Yes, that's the message you said. You can't really trust me because I'm going to change my mind very frequently. <laughs> yeah, and I, was, I actually talked to someone about that the other day because I said to her, I've seen you change, and I I suffered from this when I first started. So I think the last twelve months, probably the last eight months, my business has really grown, 
because mm. I stuck to it. You've been really consistent. You've been incredibly consistent. Yeah, and I have now, but I wasn't before. It's like you said, I chopped and changed, especially around my target market, who I was serving, what I was doing. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to go down that path as well. So the other thing I would say to people, is you know just because you're launching a program now doesn't mean it's going to be your forever program um you know mm -hmm. it could change it might change now marie's is obviously b school and that's what she stayed with all the way through but it, you know it doesn't mean it has to be but what it will do is by taking the action you'll develop and find the right thing for you Absolutely. Um, and i think that's that's the other thing is is it will grow but consistency is like you said if people can know that you're the expert, I was saying this to someone else the other day, they were like, oh, but I want to help this person, you know, this day, they want to help that person, and oh, but I want to help that person. I'm like, yeah, but the power of case study after case study after case study, people really underestimate the power of continual results with something. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it's a whether it's a result of what they've done, so like obviously one of mine is results around launches. I can say I've done 10k launches, 20k launches, 60, 70k launches, and now nearly a six-figure launch. Um, you know, and it's like so I can say that that's developed. So yeah. it's like what can you say that has developed for your clients' consistency in relation to case studies and results? Um, and I think that's the power of people really underestimate of like choosing that one thing and getting known for it. Yeah, and, and what you mentioned as well before you, you said about B school and Mary Forleo, she, she stuck with it. But if I think, if I remember well, her very first program was like a fitness program. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know it then. So yeah. it was, uh, uh, I, mean, I think I, I was watching one of her, one of her videos and yeah. I was talking about it. So even for her to find B school, yeah. to find her thing, yeah. then she went through different programs to then identify, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah, and this is what and you're going to change and grow, definitely. Like, you know, um, there's a guy I'm watching at the moment who's just kind of really shot through in the click funnel space, Tanner, and he was a, he was a fitness trainer. So he yeah. was teaching other people how to leverage online for fitness businesses. Um, you know, he did seven figures in that first, and now he's gone on to do eight figures, but now he's helping more generic businesses because he's already got that profile. Um, and then what, what bugs me is when one of those people turn around and go, oh, you don't need to niche. It's like, yes, you do when you start. Um, and most people I've seen ever run successful businesses have niched somewhere along the line when they first start, you know, because yeah. they built their credibility in that thing. Then they get known and then you can branch out. You can expand. You're looking at Gary Vee as well. Brilliant yeah. example of, uh, you know, right now he's talking about everything and anything. But when he started out, it was Wine Library TV. Yes. That's it. It was That's doing it. wine reviews and it was yeah. selling wine cases. That's what he was doing. That's it. Day in and day out, every single hour. <laughs> and then build the profile. That's it. And when you have a mainstream profile, you leverage all the work and the credibility and the audience that you have built in the past. That's what you leverage. Yeah. Uh, so that great conversation around this before mm. it's so important and people really underestimate it they really do um and i've heard time and time again where people have got these random niches that are doing so well you know i know rob, rob moore always mentions one which is around um you know someone that was a karate um teacher or something he teaches businesses how to grow their karate businesses and most people would have thought that wouldn't be a big enough niche but, you know, he's got 200 clients that t that literally pay him over and over and over again to build their businesses. Um, so. And he's just kept that speciality. Now he could probably move into maybe boxing niches or, you know, it's like that. that's when you can grow and expand. 
Um, but people really underestimate. And we say to people, but how many clients do you really need in a year? You know, that's the other thing. People think they need thousands. I'm like, well, you know, if you're selling slightly high ticket, actually you probably need about 50. Is there 50 of those out there? Yeah. Um, you know, so that's one of the things that we start to get them thinking about as well as how much do you really need? That, that's that's brilliant, Kylie. Mm-hmm. So when, now we want to wrap up the conversation and yeah. it's time to, to lift the veil. And in this part of the conversation, I ask all my guests to share a tool or an app or a book, something you have discovered recently that made your life or business better. What's that for you? Can I share two things? Is that really <gasps> Greedy. <laughs> only because I, I want to share my favorite book because it was one of, it's a real under, it's a book that most people don't think about because it's not a business book. All but right. It was the one that touched me the most that made me really think about stuff. And that was a book called The Top Five Regrets of Dying by Bronnie Ware. Mm-hmm. And I still recommend it and I still talk about it all the time because it was about her journey of um, helping people that were sick, basically, and listening to all their top regrets and how then it changed her life into relation to how she lived her life. Um, and if you know my story, like you said, my brother was my turning point in relation to living yeah. life to the fullest. So that's my, definitely my book. So if and it's a novel, it's a readable one. It's not a business book, which I love, um, but I highly recommend that. And you know, my little app at the moment I was talking about before, which I love, is called Zubtitle, and it's Z-U-B title. Um, and that's a little app that does all your videos. So um, one of the things I've been massively focusing on in my business over the last sort of three to five months is building my LinkedIn profile back up hugely. And um, I kind of let it go after I left my, left my corporate world. <laughs> I didn't really want to be on there, but now I'm using it. And um, subtitles fabulous for add, adding subtitles really quickly, adding your banner, your, bro, your logo, um, sorry, your colours and your brand. Um, and so I just sit there and batch content with it. So um, yeah. Zubtitle is my favorite. So you recorded you recorded directly on Zubtitle? No, I don't. Or do I record you record it, on, it like on your on a, on a on a phone app, or like on the camera? Yeah, I just take and do a normal video either on my phone or I, I've got a secret Facebook group. I do my lives because I like sitting on my laptop. So um, and I just download them. It's quick. It's easy. It's done. I can just sit here and roll out literally yeah. video after video, um, and then I just hit download, 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 and then I upload to Zubtitle. It does all the transcript for you. It does all the, um, you can get your, C- C- it's, it is the C- CRS file, RSV? Uh, 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 no, the, the one with the text. Uh, RS, uh, SRT file. SRT, SRT, that's it. SRT file. <laughs> you get that. SRT file. See, I'm, I'm a tech geek and I hate technology. Um, SRT file. And so when, if you need that for anything else, you've got that as well. And, it, and then it gives you a transcript as well. So you can create blog posts out of it. You can. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. You know, like after, after about uh, was that my uh, almost uh, three hundred, definitely three hundred episodes recorded. Yes. Uh, at yeah, the moment, obviously. Um, I, I like, I'm, you know, I'm just, I just like, I just like having interesting conversation. I, I learn. Yes. I learn every, that's why I love the podcast. I think it's a very selfish project for me. And I always say that I do the podcast mainly for myself and that's yeah. it. Um, then I'm, uh, the, I'm looking forward to launching mine because it's the same. That, I'm like, I love conversations I, like this. I've yeah. learned so much in the conversation with you, where there is things that uh, I knew already that uh, it was uh, like a reminder. Like, Am I doing this? How can I improve my programs? How can I improve my services? When you mentioned about joint ventures, uh, 
I know that uh, like one of the things you reminded me is to create a material for joint venture partners in this conversation. Yeah. And so it's a constant uh, reminders and also like learning about subtitle. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> that, I, I, and it's brilliant. My assumption is if it's interesting for me, it will be interesting for the people that are following me. Yeah. That's yeah. my assumption. And so, uh, Thank you for being part of it. <laughs> so, Kylie, someone wants to reach out to you, work yeah. with you, launch their programs. What's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, so obviously either Facebook or LinkedIn, I'm on all the time. Virtually live there, well, other than Zoom right now. <laughs> um, so it's just straight under my name. You'll find me everywhere, Kylie Mens. Um, and the best thing is really just book a conversation. That's what I would say. Let's have a conversation, see if I can help. And if I can, fantastic. If I can't, I'll point you in the right direction. All right, that's brilliant. So we're going to put the links as well to Kylie's calendar so then you can book Lovely. a conversation with her and then all her social media links. Uh, I recommend and encourage you to, to follow her, uh, get involved in uh, whatever she's doing because uh, she knows her stuff. I've seen her like working with a lot of clients and doing all her launches and uh, you're, you're in good hands. So <laughs> make, sure, make sure you reach out, uh, you get in touch with her and... Um, uh, don't uh, let this be the start of the conversation on the end of the conversation that's that. that's what i like that's what i want this podcast to be you find someone uh someone you resonate with great get in touch and use this as a starting point for the conversation kylie thank you, thank you. very much for being uh, on our show today thank you thank you audience <laughs> wherever right. you're tuning in from <laughs> all right audience thank you very much for being for being with us today uh if you haven't subscribed to the show make sure you subscribe to your favorite podcasting uh, uh, platform or if you're watching on youtube subscribe on youtube and as well if you haven't leave, left a review yet please leave a review um it's important for three reasons one let us know uh we can let the guests know what you enjoy the most and let them know the impact that they're making in your lives second it will definitely help you with uh, um, the YouTube ranking, with the, Google, with the podcast ranking. Um, the more reviews you leave us, uh, the more, uh, you ha- more people will listen to the podcast. That's how it works. And uh, if you like the work that we do, we put a lot of effort to get incredible guests all the time uh, that, that I will really appreciate. It will really help the show. And then the last thing, if you don't do it for the review, if you don't do it for the podcast, if you don't do it for, for the guest, uh, it's good, really good for my ego. It makes, me feel, <laughs> it makes me feel really good about myself. <laughs> so if that's maybe a reason for you, just leave me uh, re- a bloody review and we're good with that. I okay, so <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. 
Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.